0: I'll be doing it in Spanish, since I know you have a discernment of languages, you'll be over. This pulpit was made for Pastor O'Gorman. You can hardly see my scalp. You know what we call this time of the day in Spain? Siesta time. And since I don't want you to fall asleep on my presentation, this is what I want you to do. I want you to stretch your bones. Come on, everybody. Okay, now, I want you to look left and right, and the best-looking person you see, just tell them God loves you. (laughs) Okay, I haven't finished yet. Now, the worst-looking, the ugliest person you see next to you, you tell him God loves you too. <laughs> Why do we need enemies when we have brothers in Christ, right? Okay, what I would like to do this afternoon, I have an t- 11-minute presentation. Uh, it will show you practically the 19 years that we've been working in Spain since the first time we left our home church in Madrid. And it'll show you what kind of uh, mission field we're in. It's a very peculiar mission field. Most missionaries, when they go over to the world, they say, you know, I wish I could go to all different nations. Um, But we don't have to move from where we are to uh, to reach different nations because they all come to us. So at first I thought it's not a very convenient place to start a work but I could not think of a better place today where we could reach people from so many different countries without moving from home. And so when you go to southern Spain some of you have gone there on holiday the first thing you notice is that nobody's everybody's a foreigner. Uh, it's very difficult to feel um, a foreigner there because everybody's from everywhere which gives us a tremendous opportunity like I said before to be able to reach people. Since we know Spanish and English, English is such a common language in many countries, and Spanish is also, we can reach thousands with the gospel. So when you get to see what we have here, you will see some people at the end of the presentation who have come to Christ from different countries, but there's people you won't be able to see in the presentation who are now in different countries because of that little work in Andalusia. So it's given us a tremendous opportunity to reach so many people. The Lord has given, it, given them to us for just a short time. But then when they were discipled, they moved away. It's very hard for us. It's heartbreaking when you see people having to leave. But we know the Lord has a plan for them too. So I hope you enjoyed the presentation. Then I'd like to share a thought from the Bible to finish it off. Okay? Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you decide to come to Spain, I invite you to come at the same time. Okay? <laughs> it's always a joy, and I've had a chance to uh, meet some of you. Some of you have said that uh, they might be coming to Malaga, Spain. I'd love to have you over. Present some of the people that you've been supporting. That you, because of you, like one of the members said, because of you, they had a chance to hear the gospel. And the wonderful thing about it is, it's just not Spanish people. When the Lord, when you're young and you know everything, you go as a missionary thinking, I'm going to reach the Spanish for Christ. But then when you get there, you realize it's not about Spanish, it's about people, no matter what their nationality. And I can see the same thing here. It's about, you know, the people that just come your way, the Lord uses you to share the gospel, and uh, some get saved, some do not. I just find it delightful that we can sow the seed in the corner, like this one, in the corner of uh, Andalusia, Spain, and then see them sometimes just move away to other places where they can continue their work. So I thank you for all these years that you've been supporting us, Lightgate, has, has stood behind us very faithfully for, I think, over 20 years. I think my brother Ogorman, when, uh, when he didn't have that uh, um, white hair, we were... <laughs> I said, he turns gray, I just lose mine. I don't, I don't even bother turning gray. <laughs> All right, I'd just like to, uh, if you can stay awake with me uh, for about 10 minutes, I'd like to show my appreciation to what you've done in our ministry through a chapter that I find very dearing to in my heart, and it's in Romans chapter 16. I don't know if you've ever read the book of Romans, but the book of Romans is a theological masterpiece. So When you get into the book of Romans, if you want to study theology... I don't think you'll find any other book that has so much content of of theology. And the Apostle Paul just goes to extreme extent all the way to chapter 15. And most of us, when we read the book of Romans, we get to chapter 16. And when we find all these names written there, we do what we do normally when we finish watching a movie. We see the credits coming on the screen. What do you do? You sit there for for 10 minutes reading all the names? If you do that, you need to go to the hospital. (laughs) Nobody does. But you know, if it wasn't for all those names that appear there, that movie would not have been able to be made. And this is what I think the Apostle Paul does over here in the last chapter. Like I said, most people when they come to this chapter and they see such Difficult names, they just step over to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, right? Let's get to something that's interesting. By the way, uh, if you're just married and you're thinking about giving a name to your child, don't go to chapter 16 to find the name. You, let me read, let me show you why. I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church which is in Cenchrea, that you receive her in the Lord and become its saints, that you assist her in whatsoever business she had need of you, for she had been a succour of many and of myself. Greet Bastilla and Aquila, my helpers in Jesus Christ, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise greet the church that is in the, their house. Salute my beloved Epenetus, how about using that name for, to, for your grandson? Hugh, where are you? Instead of um, Hugh, just call him Epenetus. You know, that'd be good. <laughs> who is the first fruits of Achaia unto Christ. Greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on, on us. Salute Andronicus, that's a good name too. And Junia, my kinsman and my fellow prisoner who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Amplius, my beloved, in the Lord. Lute Urbane, a helper in Christ. And Statius, my beloved. Salute, Salute Apelles, approved in Christ. Salute them which are of Aristobulus' household. Salute Herodion, my kinsman. Greet them that be of the household of Narcissus, which are in the Lord. Salute Trifena. How would you like to call your daughter that? Uh, or even better, Trifosa. <laughs> you just don 't do that, who labor in the Lord, salute the beloved Persis, which labored much in the Lord, and he goes on and on, Rufus, Acitutus, Florgelon, hermas, Petrobas, hermes, Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and he, you know and I think Paul, wouldn't you just finish Romans fifteen with God bless you and move over to First Corinthians? Why go through this long list? And I think and this is very special to me because Paul knew how to appreciate those who made his ministry possible. One thing you see here is Paul very carefully takes the time to say, First of all, he dedicates 15 chapters in giving you incredible information about heaven and God's will. But then he says, stop, stop. You can't miss this. There's so much more. And he comes to showing those who supported him how much he appreciated them. You know, you'll think uh, most of the time, if I just started uh, this this, uh, message by using these names, you probably would say, no, I've never heard of those names. But you've read them many times. I said Peter, Paul, uh, Thomas, Luke, and all that. Oh, I know them. I've read about them. They're, they're the stars of the show. They're the big shots of the movie. They're the ones that make things happen. But you, when you come to this list of people, listen, these, and you study carefully, not just in Romans 16, but in all the other books. For example, Titus uses, he takes time to mention Artemas and Themas. In Philemon, he uses several names there also. In other books of the Bible, Erasto, Trofino, Eubulo, Prudente, a very difficult name. But for Paul, they were very, very special. And another thing you see right along these names is bestowed much labor on us. succour of many and of myself. My helpers in Christ, who risked their necks for our sakes. You know, when we think of Paul, we say, what a great missionary, probably the best missionary ever lived. But when you study about these little names, don't go, don't just sap away to another book. Because these people were very important. And I could spend uh, 30 minutes just giving you detail after detail. Who uh, housed, who gave lodging to the Apostle Paul? You read about Gaius? Gaius was probably not a a tremendous preacher didn't go out to the mission field, but he had a big house. And he said, Paul, you're staying with me today. If it wasn't for Gaius, I'm sure Paul would have slept in the cold. Where did uh, Paul start the churches? He needed a place to meet. Well, he found uh, Bristilla and Aquila. You only see their names a couple of times. You see names like, for example, who wrote the book of Romans? Anybody knows? Come on. You say, no, it wasn't Paul. I want to give you a surprise. Look with me at chapter... 16, verse 22, I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, what do you know? Of course it was Paul that dictated the epistle. But if it wasn't for somebody like Tertius to say, hey, I'm a good pen. I can be there for you, Paul. If it wasn't for Tertius, I wonder what would have happened to the book of Romans. What I'm trying to say is simply this. There are many people in, when you talk about missions, it's not just about the missionaries that go over to a different country. It's really about you. The other side of the coin is you. You make it possible. Of course, somebody has to go to Spain. Somebody has to go to Ireland. Somebody has to go to all these countries. But if it wasn't for some supporters, those names at the end of the list would just go by real fast. You know what? One day God's going to say, oh, don't go too fast. Territories come over here. Uh, Epinetus, come over here. You were important in, in, in Paul's life. Do you think that Paul ever got discouraged? No, he's the super missionary, right? He's the kind of guy that said, I can do all things in Christ. That strengthens me. But you find in several epistles he mentions um, uh, two names. He mentions, and he says, they comforted my soul. They gave me encouragement. Imagine being used of God to give encouragement to somebody like Paul. Maybe at the end of the day he was just uh, worn out, Just maybe even felt like throwing the towel. Have you ever felt like that, Pastor? Pastor O'Gorman is a super missionary, too. He never gives up. Have you ever felt like giving up? You know, we were talking the other day, soul to soul, and said, you know, some people think that missionaries or pastors, they're superhumans, But they're not. They have their weaknesses. They have their issues. They have their problems. They, of course, they receive received encouragement from, from the Lord, from the Scriptures. They try to hang on to that. But, you know, it's those people that sometimes... I found encouragement in Hugh. Every time I come to this church, Hugh gives me this hug. I'm a hugger. And Hugh is a hugger. And boy, does he hug. He gives Irish hugs. <laughs> when Hugh hugs you, you wonder if you're going to get out of it. <laughs> alive. Uh, But I love it because, you know, it's such a refreshing experience. Okay, I'm going to be short here. I just want to say this to you. In my opinion, from where I look, you're the heroes. You're the ones that keeps us in the mission field. And only in heaven will we see who are the, the ones that will receive the rewards. Paul says, I... I'm uh, like the architect, I, I lay the foundation. Uh, but watch out how you plant, how you uh, work in the labor. So it's not about so much about you know, the mission. That, uh, when you talk about missions, when you talk about the Great Commission, you're thinking about, let's try to send more missionaries. But I hope you find yourself involved in this too. If you haven't been involved in giving and praying in uh, encouraging missionaries, I tell you, those missionaries need it because there are times where they feel like they want to throw the towel and just say, you know what, let somebody else do it. They are human too. And Paul was able to spend some time saying, let me show you where I find my comfort. Yes, I find it in Christ, but the body of Christ, those believers that stand behind me every day, they keep me going. So when you study the life of Paul, you know, you see him as that super missionary that could do anything. Wherever he went, he established a church. But behind this missionary were all these people giving him support. So when you see those other people, those other names at the end of the film, if you allow me to put it that way, you realize that Paul shrinks and the work really takes the perspective it should have. So it's not about the superstars. It's about all those individuals who make that possible. I want to thank you for making our ministry possible. Pastor.